All right. Here we are again. Episode seven. Yeah, it is crazy that we're on episode seven. So you, you all better keep listening. I feel like we should be on episode like 15 by now, but <laughs> I don't know. We've slowed down a tiny bit, you know. Oh, twice a month. Yeah, twice a month is pretty good. We had lofty goals of once a week and uh, and then uh, things happen like running a retail shop. <laughs> a podcast a day. <laughs> and, a, and a website. People do that. It's called the news. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> Yeah, we'll let them do that. But... We don't get paid to do that. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to It's Whiskey, FFS. For fuck's sake. Yeah, that's our shop, First Fill Spirits. We're here in Saratoga. It was a lovely, warmer day. The snow was melting, and a lot of people were in the shop. It was busy. It felt like early spring. Now, <laughs> if you were to ask the groundhog, though, that's not the case. But uh, we could hope. Right, that we get um, a, some sunshine at least. I'd like some more snow, actually. Uh, yeah, more less skiing. rain, a little more snow, more sunshine, more skiing, more whiskey. There you go. Yep, that's our hope. But worst case scenario is we drink some whiskey. So that's always the best case. Scenario. Our best case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> True. So uh, yeah, we'll dive into it. We're gonna do our our normal distillery feature. Um, I guess more of our blender feature today. Um, and we'll talk about some new stuff to the shop. Charles is blind tasting me today. So I have a, we both have a whiskey in front of us. I need to start nosing and tasting uh, to step up my game. And we have a Valentine's Day feature. You better hurry up, though. That's courtesy of Charles, though. He wanted to really talk about Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. You know me. <laughs> I forgot that it was almost Valentine's Day. Whoops. Well, I had, um, I don't know if she listens to this podcast or not, but uh, I had a news anchor reach out to me last night um, via Instagram and was like, I want a Valentine's kit for my husband. And... Uh, I was like, oh boy, I didn't even think about that. But maybe we dropped the ball on Valentine's this year. We probably should have had some Valentine's specials or something. I don't know. Well, are we going to do chocolate then? Well, we'll talk about it. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Breaking news right here. I'm in shock. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we'll get to our Valentine's Day feature special and what we think might pair well. Um, but how was how was your whiskey week, Charles? Uh, Whiskey Week was good. Um, didn't, you know, have any events in the past week, which was kind of nice to tell you the truth. I mean, everybody did, or not everybody, but a lot of people did dry January. Uh, we obviously did not do dry January, but I did kind of have a little bit of a, a drier week maybe last week just to kind of get ready for these next uh, four weeks of tasting events that are coming up here. We have quite the, the schedule coming up in February. So uh, maybe it was good to take a little break. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to uh, get back into it though. We have big tasting tomorrow night with some great new products to uh, Saratoga Springs. So fun to share that with the Saratoga Whiskey Club. Yeah, and we've got uh... To the shop, I don't think that we maybe mentioned it, but it hadn't arrived yet last podcast, but a new single barrel of ours has arrived from Leopold Brothers out in Colorado, a very 
special hard to get uh, single barrel. Uh, I think there were three in New York State, as far as we were aware, and we were able to to select one, and and we ended up really enjoying it. Of course, too, you don't just pick uh, because it's exclusive; it has to taste good too. And we went through those, and uh, very nutty, earthy, uh, has a this earthy sweetness to it. I really like how it is a true. A step aside from a lot of the classic Kentucky bourbons that we're we're all drinking, and not just the classic Kentucky, but you know, so many things are sourced these days from MGP or other large producers, and you know, it's kind of nice to have this uh, younger. You know, it's four a little over four years old. You know, we know it's their stuff. You know, it's it's made in pot still. So there's a lot of different kind of techniques uh, behind Leopold Brothers as well but I don't know it's just so different from our other single barrels that we have in the shop not that we don't like those those are fantastic as well but uh, definitely this one kind of stands out as kind of maybe more of that craft kind of style um, and very different you know Colorado high altitude uh, low new, entry proof low entry proof, warehouses um, the mm -hmm. yeast, the the Abruzzi rye that they use. There's a lot of different things in this bottle that that make it unique, but but really fun and tasty, um, and it grows on you. We just had a customer here about an hour ago, tasting it, and you know with each sip, it just kind of gets better, which is really fun too. Yeah, it definitely has a lot to show. It's a has a long life cycle to it. It has a lot over the, the minutes that you let it sit. And then we uh, we also have Nulu, which is our 95.5 MGP rye mash bill. Um, so it is their, their classic rye, but it has that fun toasted finish. People have been really loving that because it's a roller coaster whiskey, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I just remember being at the distillery in November and you know, sampling through these different barrels. And the first time I noticed this one, I, I really didn't think it was a rye. It, it had so many bourbon notes on it. And I asked I asked the guy there, you know, I said, you sure you picked from the right barrel? Because it really had me fooled. Uh, but then when you tasted it, it definitely did um, come out. Well, it's a fantastic sipper. So that's all that matters. Yes, very good. Very good single barrel. Very excited to have it finally in the shop. And uh, do not forget that it is February. It is. <laughs> Which means we are still in the middle of first fill February. Ta-da! <laughs> Which really is, I think it's been really fun. It's been a cool month. We invented this month. Um, we thought January was pretty lame and it was long. Um, and so we decided what better than to create our own whiskey month, uh, and call it first fill February FFF and every day on our Instagram, Facebook, uh, and in our shop, we're featuring a bottle of the day that's on sale for that day only. And then each week we have some sort of special deal, whether it's on shipping or a bundle of some of our single barrels, which is currently this week so you can 
you buy a bottle of our town branch, a bottle of the Nulu, the, the rye we were just talking about, and the Tumble and Dice bourbon that we have, you get $20 off. So only for this week. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, maybe an opportunity to s snag that more expensive bottle that you've been eyeing and you have to wait and see when it's uh, featured for its bottle of the day. Yeah, I took advantage of it today. <laughs> I bought the Mars the Lucky Cat. It was on sale. He How couldn't could I resist? pass up a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> and our yesterday we featured a Weems single cask Glen Roth's 19-year-old uh, Hogshead. I did get a chance to taste it. It is beautiful and buttery and that sold out. So I'm glad that people are kind of getting the hang of things. We'll do it every February. So something to look forward to. And every March. Oh no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, just February. Yes, please just February. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have whiskey in front of us. We do. It was my turn to pour a sample from the collection and uh, I, I thought, you know, I, Holly's been so mean to me with these blind tastes that, you know, maybe I'll just give her something really easy. The Irish peated was, <laughs> uh, yes, it was a faster pitch, but it was a softball. I think she's still <laughs> mad at me from the advent calendar, but it's okay. Uh, I think I know what this is. Wow. So she's like not even tasting it. And no, I tasted confident. it. Oh, then I actually put notes down. I think it's Springbank. Wow. Who knows? Oh, geez. <laughs> I feel like if you nail it, you should say something. But it's got, um, but you know, it does, you know, it could be in that family of funkier single malts. It's got an amazing mouthfeel. It's got this um, oily uh, sweat. You know, this, you know, when if you were to lick your arm when you've been sweating and it's kind of. What? <laughs> It's, there's moisture. It's This is Springbank, and it's got that salinity. It's got this um, kind of oily sweat, almost dirty soap, but there's all of this old fruit just punching through all of that. Okay. Well, we're going to have to I'm wait sorry. and see. We're not going to reveal yet how far off Holly was again on her <laughs> on her guess. But, um, maybe, it's not my final guess. Maybe she's not done. Who knows? It's definitely, it's funky. It's good though. It's getting fruitier as I knows it. So, all right. Well, I guess it's not Springbank, so it's all right. We'll move on to, uh, to what are we at? We're at what's new in the shop. Um, not a ton happening on the new product front. Yeah, a little slow at the beginning of the year. I mean, we did, you know, we did pick up some fun whiskeys this year, but it just seems to be slower right now, I think. It's probably going to be another month or so before, you know, some new releases start coming into the United States. But um, we did get some cool new bottles um, that we tasted last year from Stauning. Uh, we got the El Clasico and the Bastard. Uh, so both of them are new to the U.S. Uh, they were available in Europe last year. We did taste them uh, with the club last year, which was a lot of fun. But the class El Clasico is a vermouth finish. So really fun. Uh, it's like a Manhattan in a bottle almost. It's good. Uh, and then the Bastard is a mezcal finish. So both, you know, really fun uh, Danish whiskeys. We're really big fans of Stauning. 
Um, it's nice to have them in our shop. We're, we're one of the only uh, upstate New York retailers to be you know, really on the stunning uh, bandwagon. So uh, all of their products are available here. Uh, so those were a couple. Yep, the the stunning, and we love growing our New World section. So they look great all sitting next to each other. And then the uh, Leopold Dickel collaboration, which is uh, was is still super hot. Just it's an opportunity to try that three chamber um, rye whiskey that everyone's been talking about from Leopold. And uh, obviously, we all know and love a George Dickel whiskey. And I think it's great to see larger brands partner with smaller brands. Um, I have yet to try it, um, hopefully soon, but it definitely has been a hot item in the shop. Um, and then we also got a cool blended malt. Uh, it's, I guess, released kind of from Glenelke. It definitely has single malt from Glenelke. It's called McNair's Lum Reek. And I was told verbally, not sure if I'm really allowed to say it, but uh, there's some different whiskeys from Isla on this. There's one that we probably um, know is in a lot of uh blends and a lot of independent <laughs> bottlers wow this is tough another one from isla that is very old and not in a lot of blends and in a lot of independent bottlers and there is one that i'm told from Speyside. um this sounds like a jeopardy game <laughs> and what is kalila it oops has in common <laughs> this Speyside one might be I don't know, maybe if Josh Allen from the Buffalo Bills went to McDonald's. <laughs> Do you get it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's in it. Wow. Who knows? Maybe that's a whole other like, segment of our episode <laughs> is, you know, hints of... I thought about that distillers. one for a couple minutes. Wow. Okay. Nothing rhymed with that distillery, so I had to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And right. Glenelke, which is great. We love Glenelke. So a fun blended malt to the shop. And what is our next single barrel that is, is coming soon? Yeah. So we heard through the grapevine of the distribution channels that uh, we should be getting our toasted barrel Penelope next week. So pretty excited to uh, have that in the shop. We'll see what day that arrives. But we will definitely make it known to our Middle Cut Club people mm -hmm. that we have our Penelope in-house. Um, it's a really good one. We're excited. We let it toast even a little longer <laughs> than when we tasted it at the distillery. So pretty cool stuff coming down the pipe. And that is the distillery slash blender. We should call that this distillery slash blender yeah. focus. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about Penelope because we did go down there in November it of was. last year. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So Penelope is, um, you know, one of those younger brands that um, is really doing well with their marketing and their acquisition of great barrels uh, from MGP. Uh, we did have Mike from Penelope. He's one of the owners. Um, host a Saratoga Whiskey Club tasting um, quite a while ago now. Um, that was back in 2020, uh, right in the middle of COVID. Um, 
So Mike spent some of his college years here locally uh, in our area, and so he's very familiar with Saratoga Springs. And I um, can't remember how we were put in touch, but uh, we did do a really great tasting with a lot of different expressions from Penelope. And like Polly mentioned, you know, they're really good at not just blending, but finding casks to uh, mature their whiskey in as well. We did a sherry. We had a sherry cast finish in Oloroso, uh, Madeira. It was really fun. So we had a lot of different things. And then they did do that rosé finish. Um, mm -hmm. We've tasted a bunch of Penelope over the past couple of years, but really fun. We reached out to Mike and said, hey, we're finally ready to do some barrels with you. Um, he said, okay, great. Why don't you come down? Uh, so we did. Uh, three of us drove down from Saratoga, and then we met another person down in New Jersey, and we went to Penelope. A really fun, fun day. And it's just south of Newark. So, you know, what a hidden gem in central, slightly northern New Jersey that you would never know they are blending amazing Penelope bourbon in the buildings i'm not going to call them shacks they're real buildings it's straight sopranos <laughs> yeah I think sopranos right it's beautiful though you're wondering like what's behind that barrel <laughs> but i like it's no frills they were just like hey we're two friends we knew what kind of whiskey we liked we just wanted to start blending it we don't need a fancy crazy distillery no. or venue we don't need a cellar door or people coming through and trying to buy <laughs> bottles Real industry people, if you want to come through, you'll see it's, you know, it's raw. It was yeah, cool. their, their warehouse was literally a, a tractor trailer, uh, <laughs> you know, compartment, basically. You know, it was this train steel compartment, you know, forget the Dunnage warehouse. This is Penelope. We're in, we're in the Sopranos uh, land and we're going to age our whiskey like we want to age it. So um, pretty fun, though. So their four grain, which they've become quite well known for, uh, 40%, and then their barrel strength is 75% corn, 15% wheat, 7% rye, and 3% malted barley. I got this right from their website. And then their barrel strength um, is actually uh, slightly different than their 40%. It's a little bit older, it said, um, and it's 74% corn. 16% wheat, 7% rye, 3% malted barley, so just slightly higher on the wheat. Don't know if we would even taste that. Um, and then they took this, uh, these mash bills, although it varies, so they can't tell you exactly what all of their, there's lots of different mash bills, but it's still a four grain for the toasted series um, that they've been coming out with. And they talk about how they use the toasted cask for, uh, typically it'll be finished for 45 to 60 days, but if it's a heavier toast, probably just about a month, maybe even less. So you definitely get a lot of different single barrels going out into, um, into the market. Uh, don't look at that, Charles. Okay. Our, our mash bill because it doesn't add up. Yes. Um, so we were going to say our mash bill. We'll have to confirm we with them. We have a really cool 103% mash bill. It actually, it's, it's, it's like a four and a half grain. So I had had a few whiskeys 
by this point and I in my notebook I was referencing it for this show and my numbers do not add up. I guess when you get four grains in the mix, it just becomes 120. No, it's 104. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so we have a lot of grains. Let's just put it that way. A lot of grains, a lot of toast. This is an overflowing uh, barrel. <laughs> it's We're the, obviously the only ones that got this opportunity to do, <laughs> to do this. Um, but uh, yeah, so I will have to get back to you all about our exact <laughs> ratio, but it is a four grain. Um, and we ended up uh, leaving it in for another few weeks. Yeah, um, I think a, at least a month. Yeah. So yeah, it was when we tasted it, we really liked it. But it, you know, with these toasted barrels, you, the toast really imparts some incredible flavor. And it's, it just tasted like it needed a little bit more time. And uh, so we did let it sit there for another month or so, and uh, now it's coming. So almost here. Really exciting. And while we were walking around with Mike and Danny of of Penelope, we spotted some casts in the corner. Maybe we shouldn't say what it is, but some big-time bourbon Penelope folks might know just based off of what's been going on in the Penelope release world. But we actually ended up purchasing and leaving uh, with two single barrels from Penelope. And the the second one is not a bourbon. So we'll be getting that in March, which we're really excited about. So stay tuned. Yeah, it's unbelievable that they got their hands on some Polish rye. Um, <laughs> so oh, I'm just kidding. Sorry, Dave. Um, yeah, no. So uh, our second barrel of Penelope will be... Uh, will be something quite special um, and unique, especially to New York State. Uh, I don't think anybody in New York State has a, a barrel of this on their shelves at this point. So uh, pretty cool. Uh, really good people down there. Can't wait to do more things with them. And we already talked about that. So, um, you know, lots of Penelope coming in the future as well. All right. So this is not Springbank. It's not? You, I'm asking you. I didn't say it wasn't. <laughs> well, I think I we're getting to this. I can try and confuse you, but I, I didn't say no, it's not Springbank. I just, I kind of need to know if I should head in another direction. So I need yes or no with uh, Springbank. How do I do that? Is that allowed? Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, already halfway through the, the podcast. What, you want to wait? Okay. Okay. No, here no. are my other thoughts. Do you want to hear them yeah, out? Yeah. Let's hear your other thoughts. So when I thought you were telling me no to Springbank, I got sad, of course, because I like drinking Springbank. And then I was like, okay. I went right to Glen Scotia just for fun because okay. why not? And then I went to, okay, is this a Lottie, an older Lottie in a bizarre Finnish cast? Okay. Um, okay. And then I was like, oh, if not, maybe... That's pretty much actually where I ended. Okay. <laughs> this is it. So um, you basically stayed on the peninsula or isla. That was... Yeah, and it's, I, you know, if it's peated, okay, maybe I get a little bit, but, you know, it's not Bowmore. You know, I'm thinking of more of this lighter pea. I don't think it's Highland Park. It's mm. not funky enough. Scapa. I mean, unless I'm getting thrown by a very odd fortified wine cask. What like about a, like a Loch Lomond? Yeah, that could be in the mix. Okay. I mean, th like Kregalaki, all of those could be in the mix. I just, um, I just feel like it's Springbank in my gut. Okay. 
So, okay, I guess we're not finding out yet. Maybe we should go into the Valentine's Day. Yeah, let's do Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So we were looking at the news and, again, pretty lame. Yeah, you know, I just the only news that I've heard, uh, well. It's all old and rare. Yeah. Yeah, there's old and rare. There was the McAllen 81-year-old that was announced today. I don't know. It's just kind of lame news recently, yeah. to tell you the truth. I mean, we like that stuff, but it's a quick read. We don't need yeah. to talk about it. I mean, and, and there's always lists every week of yeah. this and that and what's the best bourbon to drink for under 50 bucks and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that's all fine and dandy, too. But, you know, it gets old after a while. Yeah, we just, we like to drink everything. And any list, if you're a whiskey drinker, you know you read a list and you're like, you left out all of these other ones. So it's very personal. Yeah, everybody's so opinionated. So And everybody's also paid off. <laughs> so some of these lists, you don't know who they're working for or w working with. Oh, poor PR companies right yeah. now. Um, so we thought we would talk a little bit about Valentine's Day. And I actually did a bourbon and chocolate pairing seminar and I am no foodie, I am no expert pairer, but um, I figured chocolate and bourbon, I mean, everyone would be in for that, and it was very popular. So I went through, I picked five bourbons, and I wrote out all of my tasting notes, and then I went to the Saratoga Candy Company, just down the street from us, and looked at all of, not their truffles, too fancy for me, we didn't, those are expensive, but really good. We went into their chocolate section, you know, so the chocolate peanut butter cup and the um, vanilla cream and the orange cream and the barks and all of that world. And I took notes of those and I came back and had a thought on it. And I'm, for most of my whiskey pairings, I'm on the mindset to have flavors match or to have a flavor that I like of the whiskey be amplified. So like if I really like the citrus in a whiskey, then I'm going to pair that with the orange cream so that I get more citrus. Now some people, you know, cigar smokers might be cringing at that. I know some people like sweet with spicy or they like uh, contradictory flavors, but I tend to have them match, hmm. I guess I would say. I'm not sure where you stand for that, Charles. Um, I I can go either way. I, I I do like the sweet and savory and salty combinations as well. And um, I don't know. It's hard with whiskey sometimes. You, you know, bourbon in general, you know, is the, it's got those sweeter notes. So you mentioned earlier, it pretty much pairs well with chocolate in general. Like it doesn't have to be with certain types of chocolate, you know. Um, but you can get real specific, and um, I know we've done, you know, cheese pairings and other food pairings. You know, there's, I think, where you can get a little bit more specific on what type of food. You know, I did a lot of oyster pairings with different scotches, and, you know, some of them really work well, and some of them don't, um, you know, and cheese for sure. Um, and then bourbon, you think barbecue and you think mm -hmm. chocolate and some of these kind of more sweet you know like the sweet sauce of barbecue goes really well with a lot of bourbon um so yeah i can i don't know i just like pairing in general i think it's a lot of fun and it's it's hard it, it can be really challenging well and during this seminar that i did 
everyone liked my pairings, at least from the feedback that I got, except for a lot of people wanted to switch out one. Hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll quickly run through a couple and then Charles can, can run through a couple too. But I started out with Harlem Standard. So it's a newer sourced bourbon, but really great for cocktails, sipping neat. My tasting notes for the whiskey um, were uh, nice caramel, cream, um, spice, toasty, nutty, um, and some subtle sweetness. So I got a lot of nutty flavors. So I paired this with almond butter crunch. And I think people, and I wanted more of that nutty. So I think people were pretty happy with that. Um, then I had Stellum Bourbon, so we're going up in ABV as well, which again doesn't really matter, but you know, I guess with higher ABV you might want a more robust food, um, but chocolate is chocolate, so uh, and Stellum sips pretty well. So I had their blended, no single barrel or, or anything like that, their, uh, their regular core release. And in Stellum I get a lot of uh, vanilla, um, nice sweet marshmallow, um, there's definitely some black pepper. It's a little bit spicier. Cinnamon, apples. Um, there's some fruit in there too. So I decided to, although cherries are not always my favorite, um, I went with the dark chocolate covered cherry. And uh, I think the cherry was pretty dominating. Mm -hmm. um, some people really liked it. Some people didn't. I think that one really came down to, do you like cherries? Mm -hmm. That's what that happened with that one. Yeah, I was thinking uh, this third uh, bourbon that you did was the Cardinal um, uh, Barrel Proof Bourbon out of Ohio. And, um, you know, lots of cinnamon on the notes for that one. Uh, that's our primary tasting notes, apple, apples and cinnamon. And, you know, that's that's one that could be, you could go a lot of ways with yeah. different chocolate on that one. I'm, I was kind of curious how the peanut butter that you picked went with that. I mean, I like... You know, peanut butter with some fruit and stuff like that. But then there's other fruits that I'm like, ah, I don't know if the peanut butter is a good idea. So was that a good one or? So I chose that because I get tons of apples, apples okay. and cinnamon. That's like yeah. my main thing for, you know, in Cardinal Barrel Proof, they're single barrels. So, yeah. you know, this is for the, the latest single barrel we've had. I love apples and peanut butter. So that was a personal choice. <laughs> and? Did it work? Yeah, but again, people said they loved it. People really liked that whiskey. Okay. So that was probably one of the top whiskeys of the night. And everyone loves Reese's peanut butter cups. I mean, it was basically an elevated Reese's peanut butter cup. Okay. And so I think that one was, you know, really a shoe-in. People love peanut butter. But um, that was not the one that people thought they would change. I mean, the peanut butter is pretty dominating too. Um so I think it did well. Like, I think the peanut butter would have washed out this fourth one, Town Branch. Okay. Yeah, for sure. You know, Town Branch is very creamy, oatmeal, you know, it's got some honey, dates, vanilla. Um, so you went with a milk chocolate and vanilla cream. It sounds <laughs> like it, you know, might pair nicely, but it could be maybe too much of what you were talking about at the beginning, mm -hmm. where it's too much vanilla. Too much sweetness. So I was told that um, the next two have be should have been switched. Okay. So uh, Town Branch was the fourth, and I did the milk chocolate vanilla cream. So I really laid it on thick yeah. with the you know um, 
you know, the lighter with the milk chocolate even too. Maybe the dark chocolate would have been better. Um, the fifth whiskey was Blue Note Crossroads, um, which is finished in French oak. So you're going to get more of that baking spice. Um, and, you know, you get that apricot, vanilla, oak, allspice. And I chose to pair that with the dark chocolate orange cream. And I was told by the crowd that Town Branch should have the orange cream. Um, it brought out all of those fruits, you know, because the orange cream, you know, think of it. It's not like you're actually biting into an orange. It's kind of like vanilla orange. Mm -hmm. Think of a creamsicle. So people, uh, a lot of people said that the orange cream should go with the Town Branch, which I appreciated. Yeah, that's a great uh, suggestion. and um, But that's what it's all about, you know. And I mean, your your palate profile or what you thought would work for that pairing was, you know, something that could have worked for you. But again, it's what everybody thinks. And um, yeah, that's really fun. What pairing do you want to eat? Of the of the five? Of the five. <clears throat> well, that almond butter crunch was pretty fantastic by, on its own. So I think <laughs> I would have that with any of the bourbons. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> Let's just start with the chocolate and then we'll try and pair bourbon to that. Yeah, it actually took me longer than I expected, but it was really fun and people got really into it. So I say try that at home and I guess maybe we'll, uh, yeah. we'll be doing something at the shop. I mean, if you are looking for Valentine's ideas and your partner, uh, female or male, is a whiskey drinker, well, go grab some chocolates and try and make it a, a fun pairing evening or grab some cheese or anything else to try and pair with, with whatever whiskey. It doesn't have to be bourbon. Uh, can make it a fun evening. All right. So what? What's the whiskey? All right. So <laughs> I, I I knew I was gonna throw Holly one that she would get eventually uh, right off the bat, and she did with this one. I reached <gasps> deep into the cage. Cage whiskey. It's cage whiskey. So I got this in 2018. Oh, there's not uh, a lot left. Four uh, years ago. Um, this is Springbank. It is a 14 year first. Uh, Fill Sherry Butt. Um, this one is 55.9% um, ABV. Uh, Warehouse 5. Uh, really great bottle. I bought this. I was so excited that they had um, a, a really great bottle in mm -hmm. the cage. When you go to Springbank and you go to the Caden Heads, or when you go to Campbelltown and you go to the Caden Heads shop, they have this incredible shop with all sorts of wonderful Caden Heads expressions from distilleries all over Scotland and the world. And then in the back, uh, they have the cage, which is literally a cage of a wire mesh cage uh, that's locked. And they have recent uh, bottlings from barrels of Springbank, Hazelburn, or Long Row. Uh, and they just have a white label on it and it says what it is and what it was aged in and, and what the age and proof and all of that is. and there weren't. There usually aren't a lot of spring banks. There's more long rows and hazel burns, and you'll get an occasional spring bank. So, to find a first uh, fill sherry butt, uh, fourteen year um, spring bank, I was pretty excited, and I still have just a little bit left. Yeah. But um, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, this is, of you course. know, it's one of my favorite. Well, I've, I've seen a lot of spring bank. Uh, talk in the last week and it got me really wanting to try Springbank. A lot of people are 
getting their hands on some of the new releases from Springbank right now, which are so impossible to get right now. It's really ridiculous. It's sad, actually. It's, you know, what used to be so obtainable now is, is so hard to get. And, um, and the price has gone up so much um, on these uh, group, group sites and stuff. So uh, we had to have some. Oh, it's fantastic. And I feel like you can taste the the gunk from the mash tun and the pot stills right in the whiskey. It's really, really good. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing. No problem. All right. We're going to sip our spring bank. And uh, cheers, everyone. We'll see you in two weeks. Happy Valentine's Day and good luck. Yep. Visit us in Saratoga Springs. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Just come visit. 68 Washington Street. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.